Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to our show today, and we hope that you have been enjoying our podcast, and we do appreciate the feedback we are getting this season. We want to remind everyone to send us an email at james at jjmediaonline.net or go to our website, jjmediaonline.net, and contact us. Please also visit our sponsors, where we always have their websites in our show notes. You can, you can also go to blogtalkradio.com slash jjmedia or again go to our website and click on the JJ Media Podcast tab. So our show will include today we are talking of artificial intelligence, a malicious ad on Android phones, and a new tool for politicians and of course our ministry tech info or news. We will also cover any breaking news every once in a while um, on our shows. We aren't today, but but uh, we will do that if needed. And then we, we, of course, end every show, as I stated, with our ministry tip. And want to remind you, if you are a church or ministry that needs promotion, JJ Media LLC can help. Thank you again for tuning in. And so let's get on to this week's show. We all live, as we say a lot, in the midst of technology. Well, one of the things that is happening in technology is technology is creating a kind of a smarter technological world. And one of the ways um, it's changing is the artificial intelligence. In fact, the article in our show notes you can click on um, speaks of artificial intelligence can now predict if someone will die in the next five years. Kind of unnerving, maybe. But the artificial intelligence will tell tell people when they're likely to die. And that's because scientists from a university in Australia have used deep learning technology to analyze the computerized tomography or CT scans of patient organs in what could one day serve as an early warning system to catch heart disease, cancer, and many other diseases. We are becoming very, very um, well in high knowledge 
in the medical world. So I I guess this is good, and yet in another sense, it's kind of kind of freaky. But using a data set of historical CT scans and excluding other predictive factors like age, the system developed by the team in Australia was able to predict whether patients would die within five years, around 70% of the time. And of course, if you go to the article, there is another article in uh, the journal Scientific Reports that you can read about this. The goal of the research isn't really to predict death, but to produce a more accurate measurement of health. And a patient's risk of death is directly related to the health of their organs and tissues. But the changes of chronic diseases build up for decades before we get symptoms. So basically what they're saying, by the time you you recognize that you have a disease, you've already had it for maybe a number of years. So it looks like what this is going to help with is preventing preventing um, down the road for diseases to end up um, harming you and end up doing doing different things uh, to you. So I guess in a way that this is good, um, and yet it still, still kind of is unnerving a little bit, but they have a 70% predictive accuracy. So that is, that is very, very um, impressive. So artificial intelligence is changing everything about our, our technology is growing and improving every day. So if you want to read up on that, click our show notes and uh, click in our show notes, the link, and and you can read more about that. Our next uh, little tip, this is actually something that just came up uh, the other day um, here in June. And this is very, very new. Um, but malicious web ad, ad infecting Android phones. Um, you know, sometimes you get, in fact, there there is a tool I saw um, the other day, in fact, I'm I'm looking at uh, getting it and uh, doing a review on it. I may even do a review for my podcast. That in you can actually shoot ads to all phones within a hundred feet. And uh, I've been looking into it, and it's it's pretty. Of course, I'm looking from the business side, but the bad part of it. For all good that you have, there's also some bad, and there are some malicious people out there. But this this uh, web ad, it's a new mail uh, malvertising campaign. Um, you see, what they do is they just redirect your web browser to unsaved sites. If you're using an Android phone, it downloads and installs an Android app that can compromise your entire phone with with um, no way to avoid it. The trap, but the trap is easy to avoid. But once it's sprung, it's sprung for good, and uh, the, it does a screen lock. And this comes from this information comes from Zscaler at Threat Lab Z Team in San Jose, California, and they are a security 
firm. They discovered the issue by scouring the godlike productions forms a hotbed of UFO and conspiracy theory activity. For once, the tinfoil-hatted, and this is what they call them, um, and I'm quoting from the article, the tinfoil-hatted commentators had it right. Someone really was out to get them, and that someone was a cyber criminal. So what do you need to do? Avoiding the pro, uh, the problem is simple. Um, in order for apps from sources other than Google Play Store to be installed, users must go, and here's what you do. You go into security, into your settings, and allow apps from unknown sources. That function is a security risk. So disable, it's disabled by default. So um, that makes sure it is uh, disabled. Still, if you use third-party app stores like Amazon App Store, um, you've already enabled unknown sources. To disable this feature, check your phone settings. Enabling and disabling third-party third app installation will be under the security menu, although the menu's location may vary depending on your phone. Advertisements on the form... Um, where this came from, automatically installed an Android APK known as KSKAS.APK to user's phone. The program calls itself KSClean and promises to clean out Android device. Once installed, though, it claims that the phone is vulnerable to a security loophole and it requires an update to safeguard the dev the device. The update, of course, is in reality another app and a much more malicious one. This one requires, is, requires administrative privileges to install, which means that the update app can control your phone at the deepest level. So go to the link, click on it, find out more about it, and stay aware of your... Uh, app settings and uh, what you're doing and just everything about about your um, your phone and the, and the tech the tech with it um, okay our our next uh, article before our break is speaking of kind of politics and um, if you are like me I enjoy politics a lot but there is some that just drive me nuts. Um, but Facebook is jumping into the political, heavier, heavier into the political uh, game. Facebook adds new political tools for lawmakers and voters. Facebook, um, in fact, this is dated, again, this is a very recent article, uh, June 8th. Um, they announced on June 8th a trio of, I'm sorry, it be June 7th, but the article published on June 8th, um, introduced a trio of new tools aimed at making it easier for politicians and voters to communicate. The three tools, um, constituent badges, constituent insights, and district targeting are designed to make it easier for politicians to target their constituents with relevant posts and to address issues that are trending in their communities. And uh, basically what 
probably one of the things that plays into this with, you know, I'm going to go into a little tech tech terms here. Um, if you click on an article on, a, say you go to a website, uh, Facebook has these redirect, they're called redirect pixels. And, uh, of course, I do uh, websites. And you can drop Facebook redirect pixels in your website. And, of course, Amazon has it, and uh, different different stores you go to have it, um, different websites you go to have it. And basically what happens is those pixels kind of track your online, online uh, clicking, and that way when you go to Facebook, if you notice the ads on the side show up of, say, you clicked on Amazon, and all of a sudden all these Amazon uh, things show up. Uh, and in the category that you uh, you were things that you were looking at, so I I just figure this is probably a little bit of how how uh, Facebook is targeting with the political um, stuff, um, but Facebook users can opt in in the in the constituent badges, which flags their accounts for local lawmakers attempting to speak more directly with key voters. Constituent Insights allows politicians to identify topics of discussion that are trending in their districts, whether through news stories or social chatter. District targeting allows these politicians to send out posts or videos to their constituents alone. So, you know, it's it's going to be a different political scene the the more we go and the more we get into this, um, the more technology changes. So um, be ready for this next political season because it's going to be a little bit different. And, uh, of course, Facebook is becoming a huge, huge, huge player in the online world. And uh, the other day I, I, I saw on a – actually on a Facebook post um, – uh, someone uh, put, man, in fact, they were talking about, uh, I think they were mentioning Instagram is uh, getting to look like Facebook. And uh, I just kind of chuckled <laughs> because it's like uh, there's a reason why um, Facebook owns Instagram. And uh, then there was a comment on this in on this feed about Facebook is dying. Let me tell you, folks, Facebook is on the forefront. If you don't have Facebook, you're losing out. Facebook knows, it can give you stats that will just blow your mind. If you if you ever run any ads, you get data from Facebook that you don't get from a lot of other um, sources. So... Um, so just just be ready because everything is changing in the political realm. And one of the things is Facebook and Instagram is growing, and of course with the Instagram Stories, and there's there's all kinds of things that are that are that are changing. So um, of course technology is an ever changing world. So all right, we're going to go to our sponsors. Please uh, please check out our sponsors in the uh, show notes. Click on them. And if you need a service in the local uh, Hope Sound area, and there is some uh, national uh, sponsors that we we have, you can click on their 
um, their link and uh, please call them and support them. Thank you. We'll be right back. Hey, my name is Joey. I don't enjoy mowing our yard at all. So, if you're like my family, there doesn't seem to be much time to keep the lawn mowed. That is why we use Peter's Lawn Services. If you are looking for a quality company and live in the Hope Sound, Florida area, call them today at 740-710-2031. Skin care is something that many women get confused with. If you are wanting a quality skincare experience and get it at an affordable price, then call Linda. Linda has over 40 years of experience. Call 772-286-8540 or order directly from the website at lindalevel.com. Living in South Florida, there are many harsh elements that destroy your roof. Try-in roofing located in Hobe Sound, Florida can help eliminate the problem. Call them at 772-283-ROOF to get a roof repair or to get that much needed new roof. That is 772-283-ROOF. Call them today. And we welcome you back to our podcast. And I know I say this after every break, but we do thank our sponsors. Um, please go to our show notes, click on them, check them out, uh, call them if you live in the Hope Sound, Florida area. And, uh, of course, there's one sponsor that I don't have on the audio yet. We haven't got that made. Uh, but go to Handled Homes and uh, click on the link. If you need a log home, no matter where you are in the United States, you can get a you can get a log home from them. So uh, go ahead and and uh, get a hold of get a hold of them. All right, this is our ministry section, and we are going to speak on some practical things um, for ministers and actually for churches. And one of the uh, practical things that we're going to uh, speak on is mics how to select the right mic for pastors and you can read this article from our show notes audio quality for the spoken word should be the the utmost importance when it comes to church sound this article reads um it is common uh many churches that you've been in i used to be a pastor and uh audio in fact where the church I, I had uh, pastored, that was one of the first things we did um, in the first two years of me pastoring is we got a good sound system. And I, we really spent some very, very good money, but it paid off. In fact, I think to this day they're still using that, that sound system. It was a very high-quality sound system. Um, but it's common for people to think that... that uh, you know, oh, just turn it up louder. Well, there's several little different things that you can do to help the sound. And this article speaks of there are three main variables that should inform your microphone selection. The type, the proximity, and the pattern. The microphone type, there are several different microphone types to choose from. Handheld, clip-on, um, headset, and lectern. Uh, microphones are all commonly used for capturing audio. Um, and handheld mics are great, but only 
if the uh, pastor can maintain a consistent distance between the mic and the mouth. So the best quality, um, the best sound quality is achieved. Um, and actually, um, just a little tip for, and this is what I learned from helping put in a sound system at our church. I ran the wiring. I learned. I learned a lot. Um, but handheld mics only have a two to three inch distance, and you actually have to hold it at an angle straight on. There's only there's not a very big radius from around the mic, and so these people that get up and hold their mic way down to their waist, and here the sound guy is trying to crank it up, and then you hear the hear the um, the reverb and you know you know come on people help the sound guy out um also clip on microphones they should be placed high on the chest it's a very much uh, bigger sensitive uh a, a more sensitive mic and it picks up better it is recommended to place the mic six to eight inches from the chin okay those headset or ear-worn mics um, they are very popular due to the low profile and and, and uh, you're able to get the mic close to the mouth. Um, let me one of one of them is uh, let me just I mean I am not a sponsor of of a Countryman mics but Countryman mics are very they're they're expensive but they are very very good and they last and uh, of course the where we were. Uh, pastoring, we had a countryman mic. It, it was phenomenal. It was very, very good. It picked up very clear, very, very clear sound. Um, okay, lectern and uh, pulpit mics. Uh, these are, and and I'm I'm telling a little bit, of, a few things that isn't in the article. Go ahead and and read the article. But uh, with the experience I've had with lectern and pulpit mics. Um, it's a phantom power that the that the uh, audio uses or the audio uh, system uses, and uh, I think we had an Audio Technica, and uh, pulpit mics have like a 10-inch radius that they're they're pulling from, so it's a lot more powerful mic, and that way you can, and of course this it says in the article these mics often use a 12 to 18-inch uh, flexible gooseneck boom. And so you don't want to speak right into it. You want to kind of aim it down so your p and s's and you know it's not hitting the mic. Okay, they also talk of altar mics, which is uh, generally attached to a flat plate that catch captures the sound bouncing off the flat surface. Another thing they might be called is boundary mics, um, but but sound uh, mics are a very important part of the worship service. Um, but this article really goes in and talks about the uh, proximity, the, the pattern, and gives you a, little, uh, a few little tips. That, so if you're a church looking at miking, getting some new mics, it, you might think on it. And, and just by the way, if you want any help with with the audio, I have a connection of a, in fact it was the church I pastored. It was Clara up up north. Um, I live in you know of course I'm here in Hope Sound, Florida. Um, if and the the connection, the gentleman I can call him to this day, and I can direct different people. He will he will take pictures. Uh, have you take pictures of your sanctuary? 
and and give you the the uh, right system customized for your uh, church. All right, the last article we're gonna we're going to uh, look at is small church live streaming, and uh, many churches um, are going to live streaming. Whether you can only do video or audio, um, whichever it is, that's that's fine. Uh, but this is more uh, geared for the video, and uh, you know the the thing about the great thing about technology, it's always uh, changing, and now live streaming is the big thing. So uh, there are some some solutions. In fact, this article is innovating solutions for small churches, um, and uh, what you can actually use is is a uh, Switcher Studio and Switcher Studio Pro. Um, there's a different things that that you can use the encoding choices for the video. Um, the encoding choices, this is on your video signal, but uh, you need to encode it. And the article says there are three choices. You can do it in the camera, whether it's a smartphone or camcorder. With, you can capture the video with a computer and encode it, or you can use an encoding device. The downside of doing it with a camera is you only have one video source. If you add another camera or computer, you're out of luck. By and uh, with the encoding of a video, by encoding with a computer, you have a couple advantages. You can switch between video sources. If you use something like Wirecast, uh, Wirecast or encoding software, um, and you know it's good to run it through a computer. And uh, and but one thing you have to look at is your internet access uh, from your church. How how wide is your bandwidth? Um, that's why some with low bandwidth um, they may just go to audio. I know. Uh, in fact, it's getting so good with cell phones. You can actually do a live stream from the cell phone, but you don't quite have quite as much um, control over it. But I, I'm not digging really deep into this article. I just asked you to go to it, read up on it. But but uh, as as you're making these decisions, and I'm reading directly from the article, don't err on the side of good enough. If it comes at the cost to the future, if you buy the minimum today and tomorrow have to replace it with what you should have bought, you ha- um, have you really saved money? Try and build a foundation that you can and not a barely capable system that will need to be replaced. And that is very important, especially for churches. I'm going to go back to uh, when we put in the sound system in the church I was I was pastoring. Uh, one of the things that the, the gentleman said, I mean, they came on a Wednesday night, they talked to us, they spent three hours with us before they ever got a sale. But they they did a mock um, not totally a mock service, but had everyone up in front that was uh, doing, and it had anything to do with singing, um, and uh, anything to do with, with anything. Um, and so it, w- it showed me they really cared. They wanted quality. In fact, the gentleman said, the gentleman told me he's done 
um, sound equipment installation all over the United States and even in a few foreign countries. Um, but he said, typically, a church will buy three different sound systems before they get the right one. So just think if you do it right the first time. Do your research, read up, learn, and it will it will help you in the long run. I hope you've enjoyed this uh, episode. I've kind of went a little, kind of rattled a little bit, but uh, go ahead and click on the links in the in the show notes. Uh, visit our advertisers, and we will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening. Send an email to james at jjmediaonline.net. If you have any comments, we'll start incorporating the email bag and reading emails from our listeners. Thank you again. Have a great week. <laughs>